0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Because I think sometimes when we start to call it a disease, we take away the individual's agency. And I do think with substance use disorder and all its forms, um, people do have agency, meaning people can make choices. And and I think I think that can be true with things sometimes like diabetes now now are there people that get diabetes that you know they're predisposed to it based on their DNA based on their biology, based on their physiology? yeah, but sometimes it's because you know I have a terrible diet and i and I lived a certain way for for decades, and now all of a sudden i'm I have diabetes, so if I changed my behavior you know I've got family members that changed their behaviors, they ate differently, and they were able to manage their diabetes or, or all the symptoms were to go away so is that a disease or is that you know i think i think i think where i start to struggle with the with the addict with the disease conversation is if we use disease as a means to take away people's agency i don't think that's helpful for people because i do think that we can make choices that we can better ourselves Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I think that, well, it makes makes some sense.
1: Perfection's a whole (laughs) other. Let's not get crazy here. Um, Yeah, in no way, shape, or form can someone say, I'm an alcoholic, so I have no control over this. So it's not my fault. It's 100% our fault. You know, we absolutely have the option of drinking or not drinking. I mean, it can go all the way back to the beginning. We had that option of either having that first drink and allowing it into our lives or not. Um, the difference always is, I think when we find ourselves in a position where we have, whether it's a disease or a compulsion or a, a defect, What figure? find your favorite word, um, and we can't do it safely, then we have an obligation not to do it. And I think that's the same with... Um, I have a brother in law who's wheelchair bound today because he's about five foot four and weighs about 400 pounds. Now, he is a compulsive eater. He said to me one time, he goes, Matt, I just don't get it. He goes, um, You know, I go to rallies, get a hamburger, and I leave a four. I said, well, What do you think's going on? You know, and he just absolutely is addicted to food. And he never could control the way he ate. So, could he have? Absolutely. Would it have improved his health? 100%. Um, so, but why does, why does he have that compulsion to eat like that? And somebody else, you know, weighs 104 pounds and eats a a great diet and doesn't have that. So I do think there are, our brains operate different. Different people's brains operate different and we're drawn to different things. Um, we find that even in the addiction world where one person's addicted to gambling, I don't gamble. It doesn't, doesn't throw me, doesn't excite me. But could I get excited? I have a feeling I could. I have a feeling if you immerse... I could do that, I have a feeling, if you'd immerse me deep enough. You know, and, and, and any of it, you know, whether it's pornography or, you know, sex, I think you could drag me into any of it. If you get me there deep enough, I, I'm with you. You know, let's do this thing.
0: Well, and I like that you start bringing out the different categories because I think that's what makes it tough, too, is we tend to want to talk about addiction, but talk about it. And and it's okay to talk about it broadly. I mean, that's what we're doing here. But I think what, what gets challenging is, especially in the recovery community, we want to have these philosophical conversations. But it's like, at the end of the day, what's going to be most helpful is for me to understand my bent and what I struggle with and my story and my history and make choices that are ultimately going to be good for me. Because if I'm comparing myself to others like that's that's a that's a zero sum game like that's not going to be helpful because you bring up a good point it's like there's all these different categories of things that that we can and and do get addicted to but that doesn't mean that like all of us are going to get addicted to all of them i mean there may be individuals out there that are addicted to all those things but the reality is like for many of us there's something in our life that's a struggle and that might mean that someone else can do that thing and do it like you said, without blowing up their life. But if I do it and it's and it leads to me blowing up, then I need to I need to be mindful of that.
1: Yeah, and I think you know I, I think that's a great way. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when we think about um, drinking, drugs, using, well, the first step you got to stop. And then we got to do the process of staying stopped. And that's where the work comes in. And that's when we're um, trying to kind of figure out, you know, why, why are we doing this? You know, and whatever that, that piece is, that's where we've got to do the work. That's where the refuge comes in. You know, we know that the, the answer, even, even in AA, you know, I've always believed in AA, the first, the first three steps are are really where it's all about. You know, my life's become unmanageable, you know, my life's phenomenally unmanageable, only a power higher than myself, you know. That's absolutely step two. I can't. He can. And then the third step: I turn my will and my life to my higher powers. I understand him, and that's that's the key. And that's really what we're doing here at the Refuge. We're saying you can't do this. Your life is absolutely unmanageable. You're living in your car. You know, your 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 family's thrown you out. You're living in your parents' basement. These are unmanageable things for adult men. And then we, we know that's only a power greater than yourself is really going to fix this problem. And you're going to have to turn your will and your life over to them. Now the work starts. Now you're going to have to get to know your higher power. Who are you turning your will and your life over to? What is that higher power? What's the effect on that higher power in your life? Who is this higher power? Who is God? You know, what, 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 who are you serving? What are you serving? And, and then that's the, the understanding and the work. And then building the relationships that are going to hold you accountable. You know, and so I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter a lot why we got there. We got there. We're, we're, we 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 got a big problem here. We'll figure out why we got there. But right as of today, we got to stop. It's got to end today. And then we got to do the work. And then we go kind of backwards through a lot of this stuff.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six of our conversation. We'll see you then.